generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. Let your voice rise louder than the instruments. Release the glory. You're not waiting for it. You carry it. You carry it. Release the glory. Maximize this moment in the spirit. Shorty Galakos,
them in just one minute. Strength. Strength. You can have good intentions if you lack the strength to carry them out. It's like a woman who's pregnant. You're going to ask let glory and strength flow through their lives. Glory and strength. Emotional strength. Physical strength. Mental strength, spiritual strength. They are strengthened with might in the inner man. Sheko dagado bria soka partia zoblota bregedula palia. Ida kasam bregadala bregadule boye. Seido bola 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 so shall your strength be. What it means is that as you're increasing in days, you are increasing in strength. As you're growing older, you're growing stronger. You're not growing weaker. You're not reducing in potency, in intensity, in fervency, in frequency. Pray for that person. If that person who is praying for you is not putting their heart into it, you put your heart into it until your strength overflows in their lives. You're not finishing weak. You're not finishing limp. You're not finishing lame. We speak strength now, strength now, strength, strength like a river, joy like a river, for the joy of the Lord is our strength. Joy, 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 joy like a river. 
have a strand like a ribeye. Yo, yo, yada day, yada do. The presence of my father, the presence of my father, joy like a river, joy like a river, joy like a river, in the presence of my father, in the presence of my father, in the presence of my father, I have joy like a river. Of my father, my father, and give God a loud shout of praise. Go to seven people, tell them you have joy, 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 joy. Even though your name is Joshua. Say you're not finishing weak, you're finishing strong. I can feel the strength in your voices already, so there is more strength already. Look at somebody say you're finishing strong, you're finishing powerful, might, with strength, with glory. The word says, As your days are, so shall your strength. That means that your strength will not be inversely proportional to your age. It will be directly proportional. As you're growing older, you're growing stronger. You're growing wiser. The diseases that plague people in your family will not plague you. You're not going to have all those complications, those blood complications. You won't have arthritis. You won't have lumps in your body. You won't have strange diseases. In fact, you will not have any disease. In the name of Jesus Christ. We overturn every counsel of wickedness, every plot and plan of the enemy. You will believe in strength. You will be the one to minister health to people. You will be the one to minister grace to people. 
your, your words are seasoned with grace with salt that as you speak life is imparted you won't just be an exciting orator you'll be a transformational life giver your words will give life to your family will give life to your friends in the name of Jesus your head is lifted you are not bowed down shame is far from you you're walking in boldness you're walking in authority the Bible says the righteous are as bold as a lion it says that the lion does not turn away from anything or anyone your boldness quotient is rising higher you are able to face challenges and overwhelm them they do not overwhelm you you run through David said by my God I have run through a troop by my God I've leapt over a wall in other words if God is lifting me above it or taking me through it I will survive it the wall won't keep me walled in the troop won't keep, keep me bound I will run through the troop you know what the troop is a group of soldiers that have, they have their own uh, spears and their swords against me David is saying somehow I will go through that troop but all their sharp instruments and all the opposition and all the crisis it will not slash me you are untouchable to the hearts of hell the word of the Lord says the name of the Lord is a strong tower the righteous run into it and they are safe Old Testament they have to run into it New Testament you don't have to run into it you live in it in him we live in him will we move in him we have our being you are surrounded by the heavenly host you are untouchable to the powers of darkness in the name of jesus somebody say all right take our time and prayerfully go through those things some of us we've skipped certain instructions that god has given us and some of those instructions are very a seemingly minor or simple or easy to overlook. Now, there's a story in the Bible. Some of you know that Naaman, you know Naaman in the Bible, the commander of the Syrian army, he was leprous and needed help. He had leprosy, which was a very shameful disease or medical condition back in their day. Actually, till now, it has a lot of stigma to it. But back then, it was like, like visible AIDS, like visible HIV. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, so if you had it, people knew it. Like they didn't have to tweet it. They saw it. It was not, yeah. So it wasn't a nice condition. And by some divine arrangement, he meets this prophet, right? Prophet Elisha. And in his mind, he's thinking, this guy's going to ask me to do something great, something massive. The prophet said to him, just go to the River Jordan and go and deep how many times? So you're going to be made whole. Do you know what the guy said? He said, ah, I didn't even know that. This is just something simple. I thought you were going to come. Wave your hand over the place. In other words, perform spiritual calisthenics. Do you know that God is able to move when nobody is being slain in the spirit? Are you aware of that? Are you aware of that? Now, of course, some of you have gotten slain in the spirit. I've been slain in the spirit. The moves of the spirit demonstrate. They're called demonstrations. The demonstrations of the spirit have a place in the body of Christ. But I think the many people, especially in the Pentecostal age, we have replaced physical movements with spiritual progress. In our minds, we think that 
for us to make progress, something has to be visibly happening. Like someone is screaming, oh, Jesus, Jesus, I am yours, I am yours, I am yours. <laughs> I mean, that's great. It happens. You, some of you have done it here. <laughs> so I'm not speaking against it. I'm just saying, don't miss out on the daily dose of divine instruction whilst looking for a mountain-sized revelation. Don't miss out on that, especially towards the end of the year. So as I go through today's teaching, I believe that you're going to get a lot more direction. So let's go to the book of Joshua chapter 3. Joshua chapter 3 from verse 1 to verse 5. I want us to read together loudly. Good to see you, sir. How are you doing? Confidently, boldly, clearly, convincingly. If you're there, can you shout a thunderous amen? Amen. Let's read together count of three, two, one. We'll read. Then Joshua rose early in the morning, and they set out from Acacia Grove and came to the Jordan. He and all the children of Israel and lodged there before they crossed over. So it was after three days that the officers went through the camp, and they commanded the people saying, when you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priests, the Levites bear in it, then you shall set out from your place and go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. Do not come near it that you may know the way by which you must go. Why? For you have not passed this way before and Joshua said to the people sanctify yourselves for tomorrow sanctify yourselves for in 2020 the Lord will do wonders amongst you I speak this morning as a pastor, as a teacher, but also as a prophet. Sanctify, separate yourself. Because in 2020, the Lord will do wonders. Wonders. Can you give me some words for wonders? Awesome things. Amazing things. Terrific things. Marvelous things, outstanding things, astounding things, incredible things. Who's 2020 am I describing already? Out of this world things. How many of you know that when God does ordinary things, they're already wonderful? How much more when God does wonders? See, this one is not about what you've seen or what you haven't seen. The only thing you need to manifest this is to believe God. For the Bible says that Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. This one, as the word of God is coming forth, let your faith explode. 
Let your faith be open. Let your mouth be open. Let your body language be open. Let the entirety of your being, I proclaim concerning you, that no matter how drab or dull, no matter how discouraging 2019 was for you, and the Lord began to speak to me, that for some people 2019 was so discouraging. It was such a drag. You had all kinds of false parts. You had all kinds of things that were cut off in your mind and your thinking. But God said, I should tell you, sanctify yourselves. In other words, get set to soar. In 2020, I will do wonders among you. I will do wonders among you. I will do wonders among you. Job 9 verse 10 says that God does wonders without number. In other words, he has enough wonders to go around. Oh, you didn't hear that. God doing so many wonders in Tony's life does not mean I won't have mine. God wants to show for, you know what the word says? Is that he has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light that he may show forth, that we may show forth the praise of him. That we may, he wants our lives to be a praise in the earth. So when you look at God's dealings with his chosen people, every time he chooses people and they separate themselves unto him, people around will become afraid of them. Yeah. Did you notice that? Children of Israel, they were not the ones going around with their testimonies to try to convince people that they had a living God. Their testimonies were so resounding that the nations around them, without WhatsApp, without Wi-Fi, without any kind of IG or any post to pepper them. Let me tell you, in 2020, you will not even need to pepper anybody. The magnificence of the glory of God, the, the power of God in your life will be so visible and so audible and so palpable that people will say there is a God in Jason's life. Light only needs to shine to announce itself. So I said, well, that's Old Testament. In the New Testament, the Bible says when the power of God was on full display, people were afraid of the church. Are you getting this now? Where is the reverence for the power of God? Could it be possible that people have become so used to having theological trappings and preacher pastors and yes sirs, but there's no explosion of manifest power. Can I pray and make a declaration? In 2020, this house is going to be a house of prayer and it's going to be a house of power. My God, look at somebody say hop. H-O-P, house of prayer. H-O-P, house of power. You're going to hop into a new dimension in the spirit. That amen needs encouragement. He says, sanctify yourselves. For tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Let me not jump the gun. The first thing I want to mention in Joshua chapter 3 is that the Bible says something concerning Joshua chapter 3 verse 1. What's that first thing that we see? It's good to see you. What, what, is, what do we see? Joshua chapter 3 verse 1. What's the first thing there? He rose. I want to encourage you. Of course, I'm speaking physically here. But I want to speak not just physically but also spiritually. One of the reasons many people turn out behind schedule when a new year starts is that they don't rise early. By the way, you know, we did this prep service about a month ago or so or three weeks ago for 2020. By the way, if your intentions and your desires and your cravings and your longings 
and the things that God has put in your heart, I'm not talking about fleshly ambitions, the things that God has put in your heart, if you've not documented or written them down or at least given some kind of form, visual or auditory form to them, you are, you are not yet rising early, you're late. Because what happens, many people don't start the year until January 22nd. Oh, come on. Then you have all these goal-setting master classes. January 14. Ja come on, help me somebody. January 29th. So we're starting, we're starting. This year. The word says that Joshua rose up early. There was a prophecy. The response of diligence to prophecy is punctuality. What was the prophecy? I'm going to give you Jericho. What's the prophecy? There is a land. The word says that he rose early in the morning. You know, Uche touched on it earlier when she was facilitating the review session. And say, so, you know, typically, and I was sharing exactly the same with my wife yesterday. Typically during, you know, festive seasons, what happens? We're sleeping in late. How many of you slept for like eight hours, nine hours? Come on, people. I believe there was a day I must have slept for like eight hours. Do you think so? Seven, six? Yeah. Cumulative. So we sleep for long. I usually sleep maybe four hours, right? I'm sleeping seven hours, eight hours, luxury. So I'm like, yeah, that's my regular sleep time. <laughs> so we sleep, and you know what happens to some of us? Our normal routine is distorted. Who knows what I'm talking about? Yeah. Bible, you are not reading. Bible cannot even read you because you are not even close to where the Bible is. Some of you used to do midnight prayers. You are doing midnight feasting. Your schedule has shifted. And if you're not careful, you're going to carry that law over. Some of you used to fast, you know, once a week. <laughs> over the last one week. Fa, what? Fa, fa, fa. <laughs> that law people carried over into the new year. Look at somebody say, rise early. I love the energy. Can you high-five somebody until there's a blister brewing on their palm? <laughs> Tell the person, rise early. I didn't say rice. So if it's in jollof rice early in the morning, fried rice, white rice, coconut rice, your father rice, your mother rice, Rise early. Now, please understand this. The land will not come and meet you. You have to rise to the land. So the fact that God has already ordained a place, called you to a thing, given a promise, mapped it out. Joshua was not like, well, I know how these things work. Let me just speak. The word says he had a sense of urgency. Just in case it has not registered yet, for many of you, you're going to be closest to 30 than ever before. Some of us are going to be closest to 40 than ever before. Oh, come on, people. Some of you are hiding behind your baby face. Even though your name is not Teju. Kumalo Teju. Look at somebody say, rise early. Gotta rise early. It's good to see you smiling. So, I love that beautiful smile. She she just let it out. All much has been like little by little in there. The full one thousand watts 
Rise early. Joshua, you're not as young as you used to be now. And the land will not respect your anointing to the level of relocating to you. And for when God was going to make a promise to Abraham, he said, walk the length and breadth of the land. He didn't say stay where you are. So, rising early is critical to laying hold of prophecy. Laying hold of prophecy. Can I just mention something? One of the things we're going to, sh- one of the shifts we're making as a house in 2020 is that we're going to make a shift from just being familial or familic to being militant. Yeah. Militancy. Not violence, but building an army, not just a family. You need to build a family first, but then you need an army. You know why? Because the armies were called from tribes. So there has to be families and tribes first. Not Freddy's church. Even though I I love Freddy and his church. Right? So there has to be tribes first, but we can't just stay as tribes without having an army. Because Jesus is called the son of God. Somebody say family. But it's also the captain of our salvation. Somebody say army. So when Paul speaks to Timothy, he says, I speak to you, my son Timothy. Somebody say family. He said, wage war with the prophecy. Somebody say army. Look at somebody. Say some of us will fight next year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Some of us are going to be firmer. We're going to be tougher. You know why? Because if you remain a family, that's all you would ever be. Just be, we are God's people, we are God's family. 100, 200 of us, let's stay. No, the Bible says go into all the world and preach the gospel. Two missionary journeys in the book of Luke. One missionary journey said don't go with a purse. Don't go with a script. Don't go with anything. The second missionary journey said if you have a purse, go with it. He said if you have a stick, go with it. He said if you have a sword, go with it. How do I know? When they come to arrest Jesus, Peter cut off somebody's ear. With which sword? He was carrying one. But some of y'all didn't get that. Jesus said to them, carry a sword. In other words, for the next phase of the kingdom assignment, you cannot just be, let's man, let's everybody be, look at somebody say, rise early! And what it means is, if you don't rise early, we're going to leave you behind. We might divide part of the spoil with you, but we'll leave you behind. Because the greater reward for the battle is not the spoils of war, but the soldier you become. And you can never become that soldier by sitting at home and just enjoying the spoils. So he rose early and the word says that he set out from Acacia Grove. Now when you think about this, think about a luscious place. Think about a place of safety where they are dwelled, or where they are dwelled for a while. And the word says that they lodged there before they crossed over. They came to the Jordan, they left Acacia Grove and they came to the Jordan. What is the Jordan? The Jordan is a place of separation. Many of us, we enter into a new year and we have not separated ourselves. We are still in Acacia Grove, so we enter into a new year and the only thing that has changed is the date on the calendar, nothing about ourselves. Separating yourself between today and Tuesday, can you separate yourself for an hour, two hours, some of you six hours, eight hours, can you separate yourself and ask the Lord, show me your prophetic calendar for my year in 2020. 
Because the Bible says, except the Lord builds a house, they labor in vain that build it. What it means is if all your goals are from your flesh, you waste another year, even though you make progress on earth. Seeming progress on earth. If all your aims, your achievements, your goals are what you are thinking, or you are going to your friend's Twitter page or Instagram page to see what they are even doing now, so I can know what to do in my life. Look at somebody say, are they you? Are you they? <laughs> they came to the Jordan. What's the Jordan? A place of separation. We see so many people coming through the Jordan. John the Baptist was at the Jordan. Jesus came to the Jordan. Elijah and Elisha at the time of transition, they had to cross the Jordan. And what happens to many of us is at times of transition, we're in a flux. There's so many things happening, so many ideas. It's like driving through fog. We're coming back from about yesterday, and we drove through a place. My wife leaned over to me and said, can you see? I said, well, I can see, but I can't see so clearly. I said, yeah, because it looks like there is fog there. Some of us are in the right car, we're in the right place, but we are not moving as well because there is fog on our spiritual plane. That's why Paul says, I pray that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, present, continuous. You will never get to a place where you have seen all there is to see. And that comes with separation. Why? Because for some of us, we need separation for surgery. An effective surgery doesn't happen in a crowd. Some of y'all didn't get that. Some of you, there are things that God needs to remove from your spirits. Because you became offended this year. Well, I'm going to do a post later today or tomorrow. You know, end of the year, everybody wants to cut off, cut off, cut off, cut, 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 cut it. It's okay to cut some people off. But before you start cutting people off, make sure you've cut out your own pride. And self-centeredness. And selfishness. Because some people are cutting people off who they need in their lives. In fact, whom God has sent to their lives to cut them into the diamond they should be. And so you cut somebody off for telling you the truth. And you're left in your deception. Somebody who challenges you when you're looking lustfully. So you, the way you were looking at pressures during that service. So I'm going to cut, 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 cut. I'm cut. But God sometimes would have people in your life so they can cut part of you away. The parts that your life no longer requires. So the word says the king to Jordan. Have you come to the Jordan? You know what Jordan means actually in the Hebrew? Yarden, which means to cast down, to throw down. Have you come to a place where you are casting, setting things down, setting things that must not enter 2020 with you? Because for some of us, we entered into 2019 light, but we got into 2019 and then we started picking up baggage. Now, now let me just tell you something. Not every. <laughs> when we say you pick up baggage, Sometimes the baggage is not a bad thing. It's a good thing that you don't need. So you all didn't get that. Excess luggage. Ever gone to the airport before? You went to the airport and then said, oh, your baggage allowance is 23 kg. 
two pieces of 23 kg. But then you had like 50 kg, typical Nigerian that you are, 50 kg. I said, Madam, what do you have in that place? I said, I have yamo, iru, watermelon. You want, you want to take it to your friend, in, your sister, your brother in Germany or Singapore, wherever. Now, is yam bad? Is watermelon bad? But is it going to restrict your smooth passage through the airport? That is what God wants to cast down. Look at somebody say, cast it down. Talking about being set to soar. Gotta be set. Gotta be set. It can hinder you if you're not set. And the word says that they set out from that place. He set out from that place. Well, further along, we're going to see. says that the set out, you shall set out from your place and go after the Ark of the Covenant. What's the Ark of the Covenant? The Ark of the Covenant was a physical box that was for them a representation of the presence of God. It was a physical box. It represented the presence of God, even though God was not living inside the box. But they were so cultural in their minds, they needed something. They needed a token for them to believe that God was with them. So God allowed them, you know, make a box and all of that as a sign. You know, like some people now, they don't believe that God's anointed upon them without carrying a white handkerchief. <laughs> of course, God used aprons, right? To heal people in the New Testament. So God can. But we don't need to be attached to those things, right? Who made all things? Before God made all things, did God exist? That means God can function without things. Because if God was and is still as powerful as he was before he made anything, that means that whether there is a token or not, he can move. You got that? It's just logical. It's not really revelation, right? <laughs> but it's revelation. So, the word says that they saw the ark, and this was the commandment. When you see the ark of the covenant moving, he said you will set out. Somebody say set out. Why am I taking my time to explain this? The fact that it's a new year does not mean you need a new project. Yeah. <laughs> new year, new me. You better be the old you that God is still working on. <laughs> new year, new me. Go make a t-shirt. New year, new me. Even write a song. Precious, come help me. Should we, should we write a song on the keys right now? If we have time. You didn't even make a song, right? But for some of you, God is not embarking on a new journey. He's leading you on a new face of the old journey. For some of you, you have no business starting a new charity, project, outreach. Go and revive the one you abandoned in 2016. Because what should determine your movement is not your feeling but it's the direction of God's leading. The Ark of the Covenant here represented God for us. The, the word says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So here's the deal. That's the book of Romans chapter 8. This is the deal. I am not led by the calendar. Even though I love Daniel calendar. Sounds like, who's that? 
Brenda Bunk is successor. By the way, those guys are doing amazing things. I was in a kitty, we were in a kitty a couple of days ago, and we saw their flyer. They're doing crusades in those hidden places. By the way, noise does not mean you're making an impact. And not every impact needs to be noised. They're having all those. I remember one that some of you know this pastor from Ghana, great teacher, writes a lot, uh, Daggy Ward Mills. You know Daggy Ward Mills? I went to Ekiti years ago, like five years ago, and I saw the banner. Healing Jesus Crusade, hinterland, missionary map, get ready. End of February, early March, we're going on a missionary trip. Some of you are not wooing. <laughs> right? Look at somebody say, don't be led by your calendar. Shout aloud, don't be led by your calendar. I'm 28 now. Ah, I must get married. Can I just encourage somebody? In the leading of God in your life, there are many variables. So in your mind, whilst you're thinking about yourself, God, I'm ready, God, I'm ready, God, I'm ready. Sometimes what you are ready for is not ready for you. God, I'm ready, God, I'm ready, God, I'm ready. So the fact that Jesus has been set from eternity past to come into the earth does not mean that John the Baptist is old enough. Because there must be a forerunner whose name is John the Baptist. And John the Baptist must be a man to lend credence to the Lamb of God. Are you getting this now? So John the Baptist has to be old enough. So Jesus is not going to come into the earth until John the Baptist is ready. More accurately, God will not mind holding Elizabeth until the appointed time for Jesus to come into the earth. So people are looking at Elizabeth and they're saying, why is she barren? But she's a prayerful person. It's because what she's going to give breath to is going to say, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And Jesus is not just going to come because he's been ready. He's going to come at the appointed time. But for him to come, there also has to be a witness. So some of you are like, you're like Elizabeth, praying, God, I'm ready. And God is saying it's not your time. Because what you're giving birth to is not about you. So God is more concerned about his prophetic calendar than your reputation as a mother. So y'all didn't get that right now. You better leave Elizabeth alone. Because she's going to give birth to a dispensational child with one foot in the Old Testament and not the foot in the New Testament. And it's going to be the consummation of all the prophecies and it's going to announce something concerning Jesus. So the fact that you are the latest does not mean you're not going to be the greatest. Because when Jesus comes, it says, of all the prophets, there is none as greater as great as John the Baptist. 
John the Baptist then part the Red Sea. John the Baptist then called down fire from heaven. John the Baptist did not cause dead people to come alive. What made John the Baptist the greatest was because he was the one that pointed to Jesus. Because in the spirits, ranking is not by gragra. It's by an accurate revelation of the will of God made flesh of Jesus the Christ. Look at somebody say, I'm not led by my frustration. See, one of the things about walking with God is that you must learn how to walk in tension. And so many people don't know how tension works. Because it's tension that develops your character. Governor B, come. Here's what Hebrews, I believe 11 verse 6, somebody confirmed that for me. He says, or 12 verse 6, he says, But followers of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises of God. So the promise of God pulls me. And faith is what? Now. Somebody say faith is now. Say faith is now. Say faith is now. Faith is now. <laughs> but then there was patience. And patience says, wait. I will wait upon the Lord. Now, here is the deal. When faith pulls me, I am growing in following the counsel of God. Because I'm walking by faith. When patience pulls me, I am being developed in my character. So that as I am growing in God, I am growing in strength and commensurate revelation not to misrepresent him where faith is taking me. Because if I go by faith alone, I go the way I am. And because I've never been there before, I will mess up in that place. Some of y'all didn't get that now. Give me the verse. Verse 4 says, he says, because you have not gone to that place before. He says, there shall be a space between you and the ark. About 2,000 cubits. Governor, how many meters is that? 914.4 meters. About 1,000 meters. He says, let there be space between you and the ark. In other words, always leave the gap of reverence between you and God. Never get to a point where you feel like you, you know God finish. He says the space is necessary. Now, it's a logical thing, but it's spiritual. What's the logical thing? If all of us are crowded, there's a massive crowd of about two to three million people. Around an ark, many people will not see the ark from where they are. Because there's a crowd blocking their vision. So he's saying that the distance between the person who is most farther ahead and the, the priest carrying the ark must be about a thousand meters. Because it allows you to see more of where God is leading you to. Familiarity blinds you to divine direction. You feel like, I already know how to hear God. It's just to fast three days and the volume will be loud. I know, uh, God, me, oh. <laughs> and watch this. 
The thing about the ark is that if you get so close to it, watch this, you can see it so closely and then never see the purpose for which it's leading you. So you can become obsessed with <laughs> revelation, but you are stuck in your growth process because you know the ark, but not the person. A form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Now, what is also true? Why is it saying, I say you've not passed this way before? In 2020, some of you, your hands will raise the dead. Oh, somebody doesn't have the faith for that one. You've not passed this way before. Okay, can I just preach a little bit? Look at somebody say, we've not passed this way before. Look at somebody say, don't, don't go anywhere. Say, we've not passed this way before. In 2020, some of you, you will see visions of God that are so clear. You will see things before they happen so you can put the right things in the right places. Some of you will be called a family prophet because God is going to lead you in a way that you haven't passed before. You have seen God do marvelous things in Egypt. You have seen God do marvelous things in the desert. But you have not passed this way before. Let there be unlockings, unveilings, releases of divine direction. Somebody shout it. Yeah, 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 yes. Not only were they to stay distance from the ark. Do you know that the ark was not carrying itself? Who was carrying the ark? Priests. Levites. When you become familiar with the people God has chosen for your life, you will stay stuck on your journey. Because when a Sedon comes so close to the ark, he was also saying, don't get too close to the people who are carrying it. I'm going to speak naturally, now speak spiritually. Some of you, you will hail foreigners on Instagram and say, great job, great work. But your friend who just wrote a book, released a song, starting a business, you will not share their flyer. Familiarity. Familiarity. Are you understanding that? Because every believer carries a dimension of the ark. That's why everywhere where he talks about being filled with the fullness of the Godhead, he will speak about love for the saints, connection with the saints, one body. Because God does not exhaust the entirety of his revelation by giving it to one individual. But you may comprehend together. He didn't send them out in ones, and send them out in twos. Because no matter how big your eyes are, faith, you can't see the back of your head by yourself. And you can't see the full scope of God's dealings on the earth. By the way, your, the operations of God in your life is not the exhaustive manifestation of God's agenda. That's why in Ezekiel, when it sees the manifestation of the cherub, it says a wheel within a wheel. Without end. A wheel within a wheel. Round. 
message you've not passed that way before. High five somebody say God is leading you in a way you've not passed through before. Can I prophesy? God is leading you in the spiritual realm in a way you've not passed by before. In the area of your health, I make bold to declare for 2020 that you will not step into a hospital in 2020 for any kind of medication. You will step in there to heal the sick. You will step in there to raise people out of the bed of affliction. But you will not be caught in any disease or any sickness in the name of Jesus. Look at somebody say, don't get familiar with me. Don't get familiar with the grace of God upon my life. Don't get familiar with the oil of Zion upon my life. Don't get familiar because for some of us, We've walked away from the people that we need. And we're looking for people that we don't need. The fact that they are visible does not mean they are valuable to your destiny. He says, don't come close to the ark. Don't become familiar with the presence of God. Don't become familiar when you're coming in and you're running late. Run. Pace up. Pace up. Oh, when it's time for the offering, this is a God. I usually give a thousand every. That's not familiarity. God, what do you want today? Because to play a good host to somebody does not mean you cook just what's available. You will ask the person, what do you want? What would you like? 2020, we must not do God how we like, we must do God how He likes. What he wants. Are we together in this? You've not passed this way before. You haven't passed this way before. But God has passed this way before. From everlasting to everlasting, he is God. He's called the ancient of days. Do you know what the ancient of days means? He's older than the oldest day. And he's fresher than the newest day. Before there was anything called day, he was. He is what he was. He's from everlasting to everlasting. He knows what's going to happen on June 10, 2023. He knows all the days of your life. And in 2020, you will be led by his spirit. In 2020, you will not dash your foot against the stone. In 2020, you're going to be set to soar. Somebody shout yes. That space is the tension space. What's the, what's the tension space? You know, if you've had a promise for about 400 years, God made a promise to them 400 years, are you not eager to get there? Are you not eager? You're on the edge now. You're on the verge now. You can see this thing that your great-grandfather, your forefathers have been talking about. You can see. But God says, so give us some space. If you don't know how to respect space, you will soon lose your space. Because Uzzah didn't give that space. He touched it. Some of your money is not your money. Some of your time is consecrated time. Some of your mind share is God's. In fact, all your mind share. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength. God. So what's happening here now? Patience is pulling me here and faith is pushing me. This is tension, isn't it? What's happening? 
stretching. When does God release me from this? When my capacity has stretched enough for the next level. Are you following this? Now this is why, watch this, patience is not a gift of the spirit. It's a fruit. And a tree does not produce fruit until it matures. One of the signs of immaturity is impatience. When everything irks you, everything gets to you, everything. Sample are receiving their personal. <laughs> so that's my slice of bread on the table right now. By the way, it manifests in different things. And you know it can be financially mature and spiritually immature. It can be spiritually mature and maritally immature. So I say, I can't take it, I can't take it, I can't take it. When you're finding yourself saying, I can't take it, I can't take it, maybe your capacity is too small to take it. Now watch this. Patience is not a gift of the Spirit. That means you grow it. But guess what? Faith is both a gift and a fruit. And it's called faithfulness. So what is patience working in me? It said that when patience does its full work, patience is cultivating in me the capacity to, take, to express and manifest greater faith. Why? Because when I want it, when I get it, when I want it, it doesn't require that much faith. <laughs> but if you're really hungry... And your wife or your sister, whoever cooks in your house, your chef, says, wait. Wait. At some point, start saying, is this food still? The Bible says, they that wait upon the Lord. In that space, what's happening? Their strength has been renewed for the next level. And why is it important for us to be set? I'm going to give us four things we need to set in the second service. Why is it important for, for us to be set? Because there is a posture for every prophecy. There is a posture for every promise. Let me just give a final illustration before I wrap it up. Thank you very much. Let me have the man here. Thank you. Thank you. When you want to run a race, what happens? At your marks. Some people do. Some people do. Dan Daniels, can, can, can you can you just be pacing, pacing? Josh is writing. Finish the thought, write it so you don't forget the revelation. Are you cool? Write it. Let's pace. They're all in the same race. No, don't don't kneel with them. Just. Be picking your nose, do something. Grind. Whatever it is. At your max. Get set. Go. Do you know what happens for some of us? We are like Joshua and Daniels. Watch this. Whilst they are kneeling at their max, 
These guys were pacing. So they looked like they were actually doing something. But when they knelt, they were waiting. Sometimes in the spirit, your greatest progress is when you're doing nothing. You're just waiting. It does not mean you're idle. It means you're waiting on the Lord, ministering to him, worshiping him. It was whilst they ministered to the Lord, the Bible says that God spoke to them separate unto me, Paul and Barnabas, for the work of the ministry that I have for them. Whilst they were waiting, it said, wait until the promise of the Father. They were in that room. People argue between 40 and 52 days in the upper room. Can I just encourage somebody, will you take one, two, three hours between today and the crossover service on Tuesday to just wait on the Lord so he can be set. Now, how many of you know that the way they are set determines how well they'll run the race? You know, there's a way to run a sprint race that is different from the way to run a marathon. Are you aware of that? Have you ever traveled maybe long journey by bus, long journey by bus? What happened? You didn't sit well, or you didn't adjust yourself. You were not set. And what happened when you landed? Back pain. Backside. It felt like your bone was kissing the wood. Because the foam had been flattened by impartations. Weights that rested aforetime. can just play gently so what happened you got there but you were in pain if you are not set to soar you might soar but land in pain if you're not set for 2020 god will bless you in 2020 but the blessing you might not know how to handle it if you're not set for a relationship you will be in the relationship you will be in one at some point but it might cost you more pain and that's why 2020, we're leaping, we're soaring. Watch this. When you fly, you're flying four hours, six hours, eight hours. What did they say to you? That every two or three hours, what should you do? Take a walk around. In other words, as we soar next year, as we leap next year, don't let it replace your walk with God. Because even in God's aircraft, God requires that you walk. No matter how high you fly, you still have to walk to the aircraft that will lift you. And some of y'all didn't get that. Even if you're flying private, you have to walk public to get private. No divine elevation replaces personal consecration. Somebody set, getting set. Can we raise our hands and honor the Lord? Let's close this morning. Can you just say prayer? I'll give you four points in the second service for those who are able to wait. Can you just minister gently with the keys? Zobato Samakatasas. Set, Lord. Four things that we must set. 
Some of you, the Lord has literally pulled you out of the flocks in this service. You came into the service in flocks. So many moving parts and pieces and things. But the Lord is pulling you out. Let's maximize the next 90 seconds. Surrender your heart to the Lord. You've not passed this way before. But you're not by yourself. Leave space between you and the ark. Don't get too close. Don't get too close to God. Don't get too close. Don't get too familiar with God. Don't get too familiar with PDMs, with LT. With team reps, with your friends, with everybody who carries the Prince of God. Don't get too familiar with your sister, with your brother. In February, we're going to talk about matters of the heart. And one of the things is heart for the home. Some of us have become familiar with our mothers, with our fathers, with our brothers and sisters. Not knowing that God sets the solitary in families, not just spiritually, but also biologically and purpose. used to end this year in a flux, confused, jaded, tired. Your word has come with such life this morning. We embrace that life. We receive instruction. These instructions sit deeply in our hearts. They empower us. We run with us over the next two days. We're hearing things. We're writing things. We're distilling things. We're waiting on you, God. And we have light and illumination. Thank you for encouragement. Thank you for strength. Thank you for increasing our capacity. Thank you for the full work of faith and patience. We have not passed this way before. 
but we're going to walk sure-footed we're not going to fall we're going to soar we're leaping and soaring we give you praise God in Jesus name we pray hallelujah anybody God bless this morning generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings to join this growing community of kings visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566 one more thing someone you know needs this kindly share this how